Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, Greenhorns, journeymen, and adventurers all, welcome to this week's indoor adventure. We are starting a brand new story arc this week as we have finished our new Dawn story arc and are moving on to what I am, uh, I am calling Discovery. As uh, there were some questions that were posited uh, in last week's episode, such as Gwen not understanding that her three party members didn't know how to get down. Uh, then, what is catnap? Where did this come from? Who is Makoth and why does she want Blake Scales? All of these are very important questions to ask going into Discovery. So we are going to pick up where we left off last time which is our four intrepid heroes making their way through the city streets of Shroudport, having completed their job for one award-winning arborist, Sten Fazeno. After their completed quest, they met with Makoth, who then gave them detailed notes that seemed to be very well-writ for a woman of lacking vision. Uh, and she gave you guys those notes, which I sent to you over the week, uh, as kind of a... Yes, it is in our chat, uh, and I can post it up for anybody else who would like to see uh, to see those notes. I can post them on Twitter, and I will do so after this event, so that way you guys all can see these notes as well, and possibly put strings together in your head. Uh, so yes, you met with Makoth. You got your you got the spoils of victory after nearly dying to several angry little tree people in Sten's yard, uh, and are making your way, I believe, back to the Zesty Anchor? Is that where you guys decided to go? Mm -hmm. All right, because I believe that is where Sten said his friend uh, would meet you with a dossier of everything that he knew about Catnap, uh, as he would not go to Fang's bar himself. He did not want to, uh, seeming as how it was under him and his fine taste palette. But you guys make your way to the Zesty Anchor, and it takes about an hour or two from where Makoth is. Uh, and on the way there, uh, it's it's a pretty busy day. It's starting to wind down uh, for, for most people. But then you have your kind of night markets that sprout up. So more of the regular shops that you would see, like a blacksmithy or a tanner's kind of closed down. And shops adjacent to them that are food stalls or have just kind of beers that you can get and walk around the city, as you guys found out previously. Uh, there are representatives from different guilds. There is a little bit heavier of a guard presence going into the evening uh, than there was throughout the day. But that's probably that probably has to do with the events that kind of brought you guys all together, which was the drugging of the Zesty Anchor. Uh, so, yeah, after a little bit of time has passed, uh, probably like an hour, hour and a half, you guys arrive once more at the three-tiered bar that looks like the back half of the ship, the Zesty Anchor. Uh, and inside you can see that Mirth is busy serving customers. Uh, it's not nearly as packed, uh, as it was the first night that you guys kind of all shared that experience together. Uh, but it still does have a, it does have like a slew of characters kind of spread throughout it. And they just seem to be enjoying their time. Uh, just getting a nice, just getting a cheap drink in, uh, in a part of town lower and closer to the docks. 
And about what time of day is this? This is early evening. By the time that you guys have walked all the way up, uh, taken care of your business with Sten Fazeno, and then made your way back down. Who wants a beer? I know we just finished our walking beers, so now it's time for sitting beers. Is, is that how it works? Is that how it works? Yeah. You have your walking beers that you can drink while you're walking. Those are more like your IPAs, kind of your, you can drink a bunch of them without getting really messed up. And then you have your sitting beers, which are the darker beers, like a porter or an ale. And those you can drink while sitting down, because once you stand up, that's when you feel them, and then you fall down. You have a sleeping beer as well. Oh, yeah. It's like mixed with bourbon, so. I thought it would be mixed with catnap. I mean, that that if you want to use drugs to sleep, that's fine. <laughs> Unless, I mean, we have some if you want to do that. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. No, thanks. No, I'm good. Thank you. Know, I'm just saying. You said it, not me. So we're kind of off for the night, right? We're just waiting for stuff? Uh, I think so. Unless we want to start on our other contract. What was that one? Um, fish people, fishmen, must pay. It's underlined a couple of times, and I'll show you the contract. Oh. oh. Like, technically we're not under contract for that one, but, you know, we absolutely have to do it. This poor man can't feed his family. We could just give him money to feed his family. That's no. We we help people help themselves. If you if you give man money for fish, then he's just going to ask for more money for the fish. But if you teach a man to fish, I think I got lost in this prophecy. Um, you probably. feed him for a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yes. We'll go with that. Gwen has like turned and walked. Up <laughs> okay. Gwen. Gwen? Are you are you looking at the contract at all, or are you just kind of like? I I he handed it to me. I looked down at it, and I saw something something about fish. I guess that they gave me the gist of it, and I kind of was just like, okay, and I like put it in my pocket. Okay, make a perception check. Okie dokie. Oh, that's not bad. Oh gosh, gosh. Oh, perception. Plus two. That's eleven. All right. So with your eleven. Uh, in this quick cursory glance, because the quest description isn't, like, several paragraphs of a neat detail, yeah. like, it's, it's a very simple request, uh, you're able to read over it pretty quickly, and it says, Those damn fishmen nearly cost me my life, and they do it again. My son Earl and I would go fishing off the coast every summer, but when recently we have been attacked, uh, by creatures from the deep, they sank my boat twice. Uh, and are causing even more problems for all of the others in my similar profession. Those fishmen must pay, and pay is underlined several times. Uh, so, killing things. Gwen is more interested, but there's nothing we can do about it right now, so she's gonna go get a sitting beer. Okay. Alright. Hey! Fang! Hey, how's it going? It's nice hey. to see you. I need a sitting beer, please. All right, uh, you're probably going to want the captain's lager, if that's the case. Yeah. All right, I'll get you right up. He Thanks. turns around and he fills you up a tankard full of ale, uh, or full of lager. Just, your friends want any as well? We I mean, you guys, 
All right, you guys still got a, you guys still got your drink tickets. I mean, they're not really tickets, but I'm kind of just letting you guys, uh, That's you don't right. have to pay for much while you're free here. Free beer, free beer. I'll sure, just uh, have a water, uh, thanks. For me, for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Mirth kind of like shoots Fang a glance and he's just like, you know, it was easier when we didn't care about profits so much and cared more about having a good time. All right. Right. So, when I hand you these beers, I'm going to hand you some coin as well. You hand that coin right back. That way it looks like a transaction has occurred, but really... Like, it's not like it's that much money to pay for a beer. I don't, I don't really mind. Right. Hey, man, you do you. I'm just saying we have ways... Of making customers always pay their dues. And he says yeah. that and, like, kind of makes sure Mirth hears him. And she just, again, just sort of gives him some side eye and goes back to what she's doing. All right, I'll lay down some money. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you uh, you posit 15 silver, uh, as that is the overall cost of the captain's lager. Uh, but that is Earth? enough. No, that's enough oh, for, for everybody. Damn. It's normally five silver per, but he's offering you a discount as well. Uh, as since, I mean, you guys kind of saved him from being robbed, and he really appreciates that. All right, I uh, have you guys gotten a table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll set them down at the table. Oh, what I want water. That's all right. This is j either just like water or for me. So whichever you choose. All right. Look, I know that you guys, you haven't been on your own before and you don't really know how this world works. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to uh, walk you through it real quick. All right. When you're going on adventures and shit. Okay. You don't want to wear yourself out too fast. Like we just did a job, right? So maybe we take a day. We got paid already, so we take a day, and then we'll go back to the other one when we feel like it. Oh, okay. Cool. All, all right. I I rather feel like doing it now, but you know we could do we could all, we could wait. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Blake. I'm fine with whatever. <laughs> Gwen has found her leadership role. <laughs> All right. First job, though, tonight. And I'm going to take a look around the room. Is there any, are there any um, people that would be good companions for my friends? Uh, <laughs> trying to think if the, if the zesty anchor is even that kind of bar. I mean, not necessarily prostitutes. But oh, like... yeah, no, I... Yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, you're in no, that... You are in that area of town mm -hmm. where, like, there's kind of, like, the no one really asks questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dock workers come in two varieties. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so... Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's... Let's see, because there is a decent number of people there. Um, what are you assuming these others are looking for in a companion? And I will I'm... tell you if if you find a perfect match or if you're close. Uh, this I'm is going... matchmaker. This right, is matchmaker right, right. roll twenty, um, folks. For Gwen, straight up, 
race? Like, what, like, is there a male or female elf? And is there a dragonborn? I can't tell the difference between them. So dragonborn, period. Okay, so there is not a dragonborn. There is, however, uh, there is, however, uh, several elves and half-elves just kind of hanging around. Uh, but you don't find any, you don't spot any immediate dragonborn, I want to okay. say. Maybe some will show up, but you're not really seeing any right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to scoot next to Calum. Like, get, like, right next to him. All Hi. right. So, take a look around. There's a lot of nice-looking ladies out there. Take your pick. I'll work my magic, figuratively, not like actual magic and we could get you some experience worldly experience you know um thank you for uh mm -hmm. offering but mm -hmm. uh i'm not in the market currently for a purchase such as this um probably you know someone else will take here. the <laughs> offer uh but i am good thank you you what do you, like, have a lady friend back home? Or a man friend, sorry? I don't mean to be, like... No, I'm just not... I'm, not, I'm just not interested currently. Uh, it's just a little... A lot. A li little lot to take in. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Are you, like, a eunuch or something? What? No, what? <laughs> just, are you, I mean, I know you're a man of God, but, like... Even paladins and clerics, they have some fun every once in a while. You need to let loose, you know? I, I clear you know, out I'm the fine. webs. <laughs> webs? Hmm. I have not fornicated with any arachnids, but, you know, thank you for the offer. I'm fine. Are you sure? I'm a great wingman. Seriously. You know, wait, if. I'll, I'll rain check. I'll okay. You. I'll take you up on it, though. The next bar we're in, I will ask you to help me bang someone, I guess. Sweet. Is Sweet. that how it works? Yep, alright. And I give him, like, my knucks. I just, like, soft knucks back. Yeah. Alright, Coriander. Hmm? Cory. Mm-hmm. Your turn. What? You're new to this world, so... I know in the Feywild, they're all, like, freewheely and lovey-dovey, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it depends on who you ask. Yeah. So, if you're interested in anyone, I'm offering my services as a wingman woman to help you uh, infiltrate the male species. Oh. Or female. Sorry. Oh. Oh, I see. Um, well, um... Not, not quite the right season for that, I don't think. Um, what do you mean? Um, I change, and that's a little more amenable to me. Like your clothes? Uh, my being. What? Yes, um, right now I'm, I'm not in the proper season for that. For mating? Yes, we we can put it that way if you'd like. You just you don't have sex. You only have sex one time a year. No, no, I I can whenever I want to. I just don't prefer. At the All moment. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. 
you know. I look over at Blake, I look around again, and I go, sorry. Make a perception check when you look around. (laughs) (laughs) Ten. Uh, You see that there is a a very large red dragonborn. Like uh, across the room? Across the room. It, it's kind of dark. You already said you don't really care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you don't really have the best picture mm-hmm, mm-hmm. going on. You th- you're you pretty sure it's a red dragonborn. Right, right, right. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, I'm going to drink some of my beer, put it down, get down off the chair, scoot over to the other side of the table where Blake is, and I'm going to, like, kind of get up next time and be like, hey, hey, hey. Look over there. Do, do you see it? No. Do you see her? Stop. What? No. Yeah. Stop. D- do you know how rare it is to see a dragonborn in here? I you do. gotta seize the opportunity, bruh. You're a hunter, right? Hunt. I'm gonna get up from the table and go to my bedroom. Okay. <laughs> Do you take your beer with you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Double damn it. <laughs> I'll slide my beer in front of Gwen and go, well, you know, you tried. You did, man. Does he like talk ever? Yes, if you're listening. Do you have to listen? <laughs> That's how it generally works, Gwen. See, I was raised, well, mostly raised with, like, fighting as the way of communicating. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, people are different. Yeah. Some people fight and other people are very quiet. Like Blake. And Calum. What? <laughs> You're quiet. You don't talk a lot. I talk a lot. You just never listen. Really? Yeah, remember when I was having that whole, like, thing, discussion about the plants back at the place with Mr. Fasano, and you were just, like, zoning out and walked away? Oh. Maybe. And at that point... I just remember a gnome talking. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, Mirth shows up and just... Vegetables or meats? Which one is it? I just give her a look. More beer. It's probably your meal. <laughs> to you, vegetables or meats? Which one do you prefer? Uh, vegetables, please. Meats for me, please. All right. I'll put the word in with Huddle. He'll make sure yours tastes better than a lot of these. Ah, uh, you're the best. Thank you, Mer. Finger gun. She walks off. Doesn't even doesn't even have to write down your order. Knows yeah, knows it. There's two choices. Two choices. <laughs> She's got it. Got him on a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Corey, you, um, you're from the Feywild, right? Why'd you end up here? Oh, um, well, I'm on a bit of a pilgrimage. Um, I'm following in the footsteps of Corallon, um, trying to discover the secrets of his journeys. Um, right. yep. Uh, most, mostly just, you know, traveling the world, doing good. Trying to figure this whole thing out. Right, but why on our plane? Oh, that's where Corlon went. 
Oh, like on vacation? Oh, mm, adventures mostly. Oh, oh, no, he, that's not, oh, he's not here now. He's... Uh, it's, it's up in the air as where he is at any given moment. Physically or like metaphorically? Both. Glenn just looks into her glass and she's trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> Not gonna find the answers there. Well, technically speaking, <laughs> alcohol yeah. is a solution, so... Uh, That's a double meaning. Mm-hmm. And we can't have That's one boy doing trick. science. Without talking about the other, Blake, what are you doing now that you have found yourself alone in your room, uh, no longer involved in the conversations going on downstairs? I am finishing my drink and meditating over what someone could do with hair, blood, or in my case, scales sort of like black magic okay uh like make an arcana check that is a 13 plus something 13 okay <laughs> it's not plus something that's totally okay uh so with your 13 um i mean you've heard of of hair blood scales a lot of things get used in different material components for spells it could just be um it could just be because of that reason she's just kind of a peculiar tiefling uh but you can spend like that's after like your first hour kind of thinking about it uh but if you'd like we can spend another hour uh, and i'll have you roll another arcana check so go um. for it All right, so with that 19, uh, you know that with someone's hair uh, or with any kind of facet of that person, there is a there are a lot of different magical effects that you could do using a part of somebody. You know that there are some people uh, who, if, if you know about them, you could possibly teleport to them as you then have something that's familiarized to that person. Uh, if they wanted to spy on you using arcane methods, they would be able to then get a much better read or understanding of you uh, by just having a, a piece of you to be able to have that connection between what, what was being yours and now what is somebody else's. All right. So that's kind of the understanding that you get based off of like what somebody could possibly do with uh, with hair or scales or anything else. Uh, there might be other things that you could do with it as well, but that from your general purview, that's kind of the understanding that you get. And you know that for different hunting techniques that you've been a part of, having a piece of the thing that you're hunting makes it very easy as well. All right. So it's 
not really the best realization. Like, it's not one of those, like, they could send me flowers. That'd be cool. <laughs> it's like, no, they could just show up and be like, yo, I found you. What up? Like, not, not the best. Uh, not the best situation by far. Uh, but that is where we will move back downstairs as Macoth or not Macoth, uh, as, uh, Mirth brings you guys your meals and also additional booze as you're kind of just enjoying your day. Thank you. Yep, thank you very much, Mirth. And, uh, Coriander will tip her. And she sees your tip and just curtsies very very performatively like you know that she doesn't have to but it's one of those thank you kindly she takes <laughs> takes your coin and then uh then sees herself off and there's kind of like a happy sway in her step knowing that she got a little bit extra money out of a cuff out of a customer oh so it's like <clears throat> meat gets passed to cory beer gets passed to cory beer gets passed to gwen Vegetables get passed to Calum. Beer gets passed to Calum, and then Calum slides it over to Gwen. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's one of those things you remember reading in a book long ago that beer was called liquid bread, and you're kind of just holding on to it at this point. <laughs> it's the truth. My belly is quite full. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take a look around. Is there anyone I know, like, well in this bar, like a friend? Um. Make a. I'm gonna say make a history check. Ooh. And this is this is gonna be something completely new. So I'm gonna go yeah. through the the steps with it because I've never had roll to find old friends before, <laughs> especially when we haven't talked about old friends right, previously. Right. So roll uh, to find friends. History, man. My, uh, eight. I cast friends. <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> so I have a lot of Goliath friends. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the thing, is that you, it's like being at a job that you don't necessarily enjoy, like you don't put forth the effort to befriend a multitude of people because you know, what's the point? Uh, I'm just going to be leaving this spot anyways after after X amount of time, especially especially with you and your and your kind of roaming uh, background. It very much never occurred to you to try and, like, put on an appearance or put on a, a guise to befriend somebody. Because if they didn't like you for who you were, then kind of what was the point of it anyways? Yeah. Like, if yeah. you have a disagreement, just fight about it. You don't have to be petty. Mm -hmm. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so in this case, uh, you, you do have friends throughout the city. Uh, and if you think of names and backgrounds for these people, totally just shoot them my way and we'll incorporate them right quick. Uh, or chat, if you want to tweet out about the show or comment who you think a friend Gwen could have, please do so. Give us, give this poor girl a friend. YouTube, YouTube comments, same thing. Same thing. Just leave leave a name. Leave a fantasy name and background in the comments. That's Gwen's backstory, baby. We're doing it live. Wow. Still alive. Um, uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, you, you know that you have yeah. friends in the city, but none of them frequent this bar particularly. Okay. Or at least if they do, they're not here tonight. Right. 
Um, I guess I'm gonna. I'm trying to be good, so I'm not gonna start a fight. But I really want to start a fight. <laughs> so I'm just gonna like be really focused on my beers. So if you guys want to talk amongst yourself, that's fine. I might interject, but I'm just like really trying to like contain my tiny rage. Make a perception <laughs> check as you maintain tiny rage. Oh, that's a dirty twenty. Nice. Yeah. Stay here. Yeah, yeah. So, looking around, uh, you can see that the red dragonborn from before uh -huh. is also getting into his cups. Uh, there is a, um, there is another half-orc who also seems to be drinking kind of a bit. And then there's just this really loud and obnoxious human who just seems to be drinking with a bunch of friends. And they all kind of look like they would be bards of some variety. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so they're just they're just laughing and being boisterous and and probably a little too loud even for a a a voluminous bar setting. Okay. Um Look, bards. You know, I was a bard in a previous life. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell that's going yeah. over really well. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to lock eyes with either the uh, half orc or the um, dragonborn when they're. Ta I'm going to try to when they're taking a, si a sip mm -hmm. and just like, like a challenge, like just keep drinking and see. <laughs> okay, like, so having a drinking contest across the make bar. a make a pers a how are you being very open about this? Yeah, like um, it's like when you go at a light and you make see a, a performance check. God, okay. Oh, this is not bad. I'm still doing well. Performance. Yes. That's twelve. Okay. So, uh, the the half orc kind of sees what you're doing, and then he looks over at Fang, and Fang's just kind of like looking at everyone in the bar, like always, just like. I, my bar was just drugged, not again. And, like, he's just trying to make sure. Yeah. Uh, and so the half-orc is like, mm, mm Like, he, he, like, you lock eyes with him and him just, he like, it, like, he, like, he maintains eye contact with you to a point and then sets his mug down and just, like, puts his hand up, like, no thanks. <laughs> uh, and his friends are just, like, like, they didn't notice what was going on. So they're like, why do you put your hand up? I don't understand. Um, and then the red dragonborn, though, mm -hmm. he locks eyes with you, and you see while he's drinking, just the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just the nod, like, points at <laughs> you, gives a thumbs up, and then does this, like, <laughs> oh, oh, bring it on. Oh, yeah, no, he's, gonna keep the beers coming. Okay. So... I already have four. <laughs> Uh, so make a, make a constitution check at this new beer that is being handed out to you. Yeah, this is not an IPA. This is going to be bad. Oh, God. You, you are, I chance my luck with you. It's constitution. I mean, I, I have a plus four in constitution. <laughs> I got an eight. <laughs> That's still a 12. So. No, I rolled a four. Oh. I got an eight. Well, if it helps, he also rolled an eight. Nice. 
Yeah. Uh, so you both kind of like sputter at the same time yeah. and set it down. And he just like, like there's no good way to like wipe the jaw yeah. as a dragonborn, I would feel, because it's not like you can get the full breath of it with the back yeah. of your hand. It has to go like out and then around because the snout. So like mm-hmm. he's feeling a little embarrassed, uh, but he kind of like, makes mention to his friends uh just kind of in these lower tones like mm. and he yeah. stands up and he just kind of like walks over kind of stumbling mm-hmm. towards you and you can see like he he's about to cross paths with mirth uh-huh. and then she stops and he just sort of like stumbles back a little bit and like <laughs> maintains his footing swaying a little bit back and forth she looks him up and down you got coin you know, I always got coin. <laughs> oh, it's a man. She's like, okay. Well, your friends are going to pay if you can't, if you're not conscious enough by the end of the night. Be warned. That little one's bottomless. And she points towards you, Gwen. <laughs> uh, and so then this red dragonborn finds himself at the table uh, of both Corey, Calum, and Gwen. <laughs> What's up? I mean, we could have just gone over this uh, from across the room, just always making eyes at each other. But, but I, I figured you you seem like a competitor. You seem oh, yeah. like you got that fire in your blood. Mm. Mm. Let's do this. You want a contest? Well, I'll give you a contest. Yes! Caleb stands up and takes a tray of vegetables. Uh, I'll be in my room. Coriander just kind of watches him go and then just scoots over and settles in, just kind of sitting and watching. Yeah! Corey's got me! Okay, so make another constitution check. Uh, that's a 17. This guy takes like half half a mug down and immediately just like starts coughing it back up. Just <sighs> trust me, I can I can do better next oh, time. Dude. It's I know you you started low, man. No, it's like it's I can do this. I mean, I don't and like know, as he's no. like having that like kind of acid refluxy kind of feeling, you see like just like sparks kind nope. of going of just nope. like flames igniting <laughs> from the alcohol on his breath. Uh, uh, I'm gonna scoot over and I'm gonna look. I'm gonna like realize that what I'm doing is probably going to get me in more trouble, which was what I was trying to avoid with not starting a bar fight. And I'm like, I don't. Uh, uh, Corey, knock him out. <laughs> Why? Because he's gonna throw up fire everywhere. Oh, uh, she's just gonna put the in a headlock. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, make a strength athletics check. Okay. Ooh, that's not great. Uh, athletics ten even. Okay, so you go and start like getting all up in his business. Just what? Stop it! What are you? Get off of me. I hey, I thought this was going to be a fair reasonable competition between between some fast friends and your 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 
No, you're being a poop face and I don't like it. And he stands up. Just, you've been... I was... Nah. And he just turns around and just kind of like starts like shambling back away from where he was. Woo! You saved the day, Cory. High five! Uh, I, I don't know what just happened. You, you did good. High five! And this guy's kind of like just shambling back and forth. Yeah. And as your as your five connects, you just see him slip over his own feet and just onto the ground. Uh, and like his friends come over and pick him up, and they're like, "Dude, I told you to quit like three beers ago. You always do this." And they're like really <laughs> upset with him, this guy for making an ass of himself in the causeway. Uh, so now it is just a, a kind of inebriated Gwen and Corey sitting at an otherwise empty table as Calum has also retreated to his room with his plate of veggies, uh, not wanting to, to deal with the events as the night unfolded. Corey so, just kind of watches him go away. So when did you come to town, Gwen? I've been here for like... Uh, half a year? It's the better part of a year. Oh, almost a year. Hmm. Ready to go, though, man. Been itching. Oh, yeah? I'm used to life on the road. Hmm. Where, where were you before? Everywhere, man. In the north, in the woods. Hmm. Yeah. A wanderer. Pillaging. Yeah. Oh, I, I can respect that. Yeah. Took over a few societies, you know. Uh, destroyed a few villages. Oh. Mm. Good times. Uh, like, e evil villages? I mean, maybe. I just went where they told me to go, man. Oh. Um, like, Cory just takes a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Looks the other way. <laughs> Uh, make a perception check as you look the other way. Oh, jeez. Alright, that's gonna be... 14. Okay, so with a 14, uh, as you kind of look away from looking directly at Gwen, uh, your eyes kind of scan the bar until you see a hooded figure wearing a, a face-covering mask that kind of has a long beak coming off the front. It's just oh, this Plague Doctor-style mask. And uh, they stand about four and a half feet tall, kind of uh, wider in stature. Just looks, looks, pulls out a piece of paper, reads it over, looks again, and then seems to like recognize you and, and Gwen. And this figure starts uh, sort of like, like trundling over. All right, okay. Uh, Coriander gets up and has her sword out. Well. Oh. oh no! I'm it. it no, no, no. Are, are you okay, sir? And the he pulls this mask back up, and you can see that there is a a a blonde, uh, dark-skinned dwarf, uh, kind of looking uh, looking at you. I swear oh. to God, it's it's not what you would think it would be. Uh, the mask I mean, is part of my profession. Thank I you. See. 
here. Well, yes. We had some bad luck with people wearing masks in the past, so I'm just being cautious. It's very good to meet you. I'm Coriander. I'm the Kaelin of the Fallen Leaves. Now about... that you say that you had a problem with people with masks, I remember this bar was recently attacked by mask ruffians. Right, not the best idea walking into this bar wearing a mask. No, also, but my where? work gets ahead of me, for the most part. Yes, you with the hand up. She introduced me. I was just saying hi. Oh! Who is this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, w I was busy just, just taking in some deep ooh, breaths of this surrounding area. Uh, have I not introduced myself? I am Hazir. It's nice to meet you. Hazir. Hurrah! Yes, nice to meet you as well. Yes. Now, I... What's up? Well, I was told to deliver a dossier of sorts. Is oh, that correct? Did you help? Did you help dear old Sten? Yes, yes, we did. Oh, that. Oh, we were expecting that. Yes, yes. No, I've I've brought it because I like the captain's lager. It's it's a nice drink to like have it. here. Well, um, I would take credit for it, but it is simply not my joke. What? The captain's lager. It's a good one. Yeah, it's great. It's a good, good joke. I would assume oh. that is why Fang made it as such. Is it a joke? I don't know. I don't normally hang out in this part of town, but I know that Fang likes it when people laugh at his jokes. Oh, ah! So, uh, ha, ha, ha! Yes, that's the spirit right there. You've got it and done it. Yeah, all right. You have something for me? Yes. Uh, I believe it's roughly three pages here, here, and, and he pulls one from the other side of his rope, here. You're like a magician, man. <laughs> I am an alchemist, madam, not a magician. Uh, My experiments have scientific basis to them. Okay. Uh, excellent. Thank you very much, Vizier. Um, is there anything else that you need? No, I'm, I'm good, actually. I just, you know, I was in, I was told to come to this neck of woods, as we all know how, how Sten can get around, um, well, dear Fang, he's a, he's a sweet boy. He doesn't have it all up here, I'm afraid. Adventuring went a little too far at some points, but we all hit our heads. So, Are you have a drink? what? Oh, maybe. Uh, depends. Are you buying? And he kind of like sidles up to you and puts his hand up, and you, he just still has like this large face mask of what looks like a bird of sorts just like popped up on his head, and you can see he has like the goggle indentation still in his face. Uh, Are you buying? Uh, I'm gonna take off, I'm gonna like slowly move the mask in a non-threatening way and like take it off his head and be like yeah as long as you keep that like below the table okay all right <laughs> and we're keeping the, the like the volume down all right oh this is my this is my inside voice oh good <laughs> perfect oh good ale yeah send another for me thanks uh, and you see Mirth kind of like look oh up God. and just. 
You're not gonna get us in trouble here, are you? No, no, I do my best to not raise a ruckus wherever I'm about. I do, however, on occasion, deal with some very unstable ointments. However, that's always in the lab. I don't bring it outside. Right. Okay. Uh, Corey, you want to read these papers while I... beer? Absolutely. Yes! Uh, <laughs> Coriander will take those papers and sit herself down right between the two of them, absolutely clueless as to what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on either. You're okay. <laughs> he just sort of, like, extends his head outward. Like, he's, like... Is this dude an accordion? Like, how did his lower half kind of, like, swivel out more? Just, hey, so, like, you seem pretty cool. Yeah, I'm really cool. Yeah, so, like, what's going on? What's what's your deal? What's your story, you know? I'm, is he hitting on me? Make an insight check. Okay. <laughs> Plus zero. Thirteen. You think this guy's hitting on you. Are you like... I mean... Mm -hmm. dude, I got a room if you want. We don't have to do this. And you see the, like, wires misfire in his brain <laughs> about... Well, I, I can just skip the small talk? That's my worst game! <laughs> <laughs> I bring nothing to the table in that. You know, let's, yes. I, cool. you can wear the mask if you want. You, are you telling me you want me to wear the mask? No, no, no. You know what? Maybe we should have this conversation away from your friend. Uh-huh. I'm feeling okay. a little self, not self-conscious. I would never feel such a way. Um. All right, let's go. And I just like okay. grab him by the front of his shirt. <laughs> Corey. Oh. And he I'll just like he goes to try and reach out for for his mask and just barely grabs the beak of it and brings it along. Well, and there they go. All right. Well, alone at last, I suppose. Yep. And Corey, you are just sitting alone at the bar. Uh, and as that happens, Caleb, what are you currently doing alone in in your room? <clears throat> Uh, he has basically left the platter of vegetables on a table, a nightstand, and has sat, like, cross-legged at the foot of his bed with, like, his shield in his lap. And I think he's just gonna try and get his four hours. Okay. Um, so, as you do, um, and you're looking down at your at your shield as you try uh and you start getting your four hours uh you see a a very familiar frosting kind of appear on on the sheen of your shield uh and almost like somebody is writing on condensation on a window uh you see the words it's been a while and then a a little happy smile yeah um <clears throat> Calum smiles back and like he thinks for a second, goes into his bag and pulls out a little book and um, there's like the little tongue on it and he just leafs through it to that page and uh, he starts flipping through it. 
Okay. Uh, and the the words on the shield shield uh, look like they get kind of wiped away. And then another phrase. Can you prompt me up? Question. Sure. He nods his head and um. How do you do this? He'll prop it up between like sitting pretzel style, prop it up so that like the back of the shield's resting on his chest. Okay. Yeah, and then he'll put the book in front of them. Okay. And you you can feel your shield is is warm against your chest as you do this. Yeah. There, four hours. And so then for uh, for the next little bit, that is what you are doing, is that you are going into your meditation while also reading, uh, reading with your shield. And so then we know what Gwen's doing. <laughs> really gross things with a guy who talks like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're muted. He told them to shut up a long time ago. <laughs> You you put the mask back on not because it's not because like that's what you're into but more of a just like please stop what yeah. you're doing. Uh and so Corey, you are you are standing down or you are sitting downstairs uh at the bar looking over these papers and you're there for um you're there for probably a good 30 minutes or so uh just kind of by yourself overviewing these paper uh overviewing these papers uh and you can see that the majority of people from inside of the bar have all just kind of dispersed outward they don't seem to be really uh looking around to stay longer than just getting a few quick drinks and then going back out to what they're doing uh and as the as a lot of the pomp and and vigor of the bar kind of fuels out uh mirth actually comes and and sits next to you You've been looking at those papers for a rather long time. What's, uh, what's in them? She slides you a drink. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, uh, mostly just notes from a, an award-winning arborist. She um, rolls her eyes so hard you might think she might snap her neck as you mention award-winning arborist. Oh, I see you've heard of him. Um, yes, uh, just, just reading some notes on the, uh, incident that we had earlier um trying to wrap my mind around it that's fair um i would like for you to make a i'm going to say a nature check for dealing Ooh, with 20 okay that's that's good it's a good roll <laughs> bom, 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 bom. um <laughs> so your you're 20 uh looking like looking through these notes sten is a lot more precise in his note in his notations than macoth was uh whereas macoth had certain questions about like what time of year do apricots bloom and that kind of thing or like are they harvestable uh you can see that sten has has kind of gone the extra mile with this one as well uh as one of the pieces of paper is his is a receipt for his shipping label from uh from the fertilizer that he purchased and had imported down uh mm. as you guys had made mention to him uh that you were curious about the fertilizer 
and he also includes notes uh, that kind of go into detail about the general area that uh, the specific kind, like the specific genus of catnap was, was bloomed in. Uh, and you know that would be to the northeastern, or the northwestern, uh, sorry, big difference, uh, northwestern of your, of your continental region, which doesn't actually mean a whole lot to you. Um, mostly because you haven't been here on, on the plane for very long, so you don't have a very good idea of different land masses and structures and, and, and markers that he would be referring to. Uh, but written down is from the Northern Inner Lakes uh, as the location of where, these catna uh, where this catnap would have come from. As he seemed to have a much better understanding from his research about the exact location of it other than just north. As for the apricot flavor that was present in the that was present in the stone drop ale, uh, his and Macott's notes are very similar in that this came from the northern region uh, that isn't necessarily part of the high plains. Um, but is more the northern region in the mountainous areas, as that is where apricots typically grow rather than fields. Gotcha. Um, so Coriander kind of like flips through these notes. She's probably like read it through like five times by now, and really they're starting to bore her. Uh, she just kind of tosses them on the table, and she's just like, Say, um, I, I thought I heard somewhere that you were related to Macaw. Well, uh, I am indeed. Uh, she's my cousin. She's very... She's always been good to me, you know? Uh, I, I do have a lot of cousins. Uh, comes from the whole part of a bloodline uh, sort of thing. But mm. for the most part, it's never really done me wrong too much. Uh, mm. When I first came to this city, she offered me a place to stay and... Have you been to her shop? Mm-hmm. Not exactly the place that you want to sleep overnight. I wasn't really, uh, wasn't really one for me. So as soon as I could make enough money to move out, I got myself a place, found a different job. Uh, this one, very obviously. And, uh, Feng's a, he's a, he's kind of a softy. So he, he lets me run it as, almost as much as I see fit. He puts his foot down a, a fair bit, but it's usually agreeable. It's usually when I know I'm pushing a little bit of a boundary. I mean, but what what can you tell me about her? I... What do you want to know? I mean... Well, she seemed pleasant enough to me. I seemed to notice that my friends were a bit put off by her. Yeah, she... Tends to have that re uh tends to have that reaction from people, for the most part. It's, I think it's because of the blindness, to be honest. Uh, most people don't know how to interact with somebody who doesn't have all their senses about them. But she's kind, she's fair, she uh she puts in the work <laughs> to she to seems be. She to get along just fine. No, oh, she does fine. Thankfully, little Scruff is uh. 
I'm always more than happy to help out. I, he seems to really owe her a debt. He's been there since before I could come. Or since before I came over. She, um... She wanted my dragonborn friend, uh, Blake's scales. Do you have any reason, or any idea, the reasoning behind that? If you're looking for a reason, that's beyond me. I mean, just because we're related doesn't mean we have the same thought process on lots oh, of oh, things. Certainly not. Certainly. I, I like I, I just... to wear nice, fancy clothes. I like to work in a bar. I like to be able to meet lots of new people. And MacArthur is the kind of person who likes to take fingernail clippings from homeless folk. Oh. Oh. She just well... is kind of like that. Yeah, far be it from me to assume that just because you're related to someone that you'd be similar in nature. It's a good thing. I was just curious, I suppose. No, that's that's understandable. Um I haven't the slightest. Hmm. Alright. It was worth asking, I suppose. Why you if you really want to know, you could probably just ask her. She's pretty forthwith with a lot of information that she has. Huh. That's fair enough. I don't know, it seemed rude at the time. It's understandable. But you're right. You're right. I, I think she would be fine with that. At least I would hope so. Now, do you want anything else? Oh, no. I think I'll just stay here again. Well... You have a room upstairs if you're looking for a fancy bed. Oh, it's all right. I, I, I rather prefer to sit. It's understandable. I'll go get you another beer. Don't worry. She oh, walks off. Thank you. Yep. Um, she's gonna get out her like you know since the room is pretty much empty. She's gonna get out her little lantern with the canary inside and get ready to trance. Okay. Uh, now, here is a very good question for one Gwen. Uh, so, uh, after, after the biz is done, do you kick this guy out or do you let him sleep over? Oh, no, 100% he's gone. Okay. It's kind of like a, once the deed is done, roll out of bed. That was great. And then I, like, grab his stuff, hand it to him, and push him out the door. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. So, yeah. I mean, it might not have been great. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> uh. Aww. All right, cool, man. Nice to meet you. Here are your pants. So, like, you'll call, you'll, you'll contact me, right? I, I, I have access to sending if you want. Uh, what are you doing next week? And, like, you just kind of, like, <laughs> shut the door. And then, like, sit up against it, fall down, and just... <laughs> More of have that as a, as a quiet moment to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go to bed. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you go to sleep. Uh, Blake, what are you doing after you've kind of figured out more uh, about, the, about what Makath could be doing with your scale? It is a parchment in my room. Uh, I would say you had some on you. I would think that you would. I'm I'm going to write a thing. Uh, 
halfway like a journal entry for the day, but addressed to someone. Okay. Uh, and then I have seven hours that I have to get, so. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so yeah, you also go to sleep. Uh, and then, uh, Corey, you are just kind of sitting downstairs. You start your meditation after a little bit and... At, at some point during your your meditative vision, you see that Mirth kind of comes over and, like, does the whole, like, hand in front of your face to see if you're registering. Puts a small blanket over you and then Aww. just walks out uh, as you are not responding. And she has seen this from other elves before. Uh, and Calum, uh, you are in your room. You have... Uh, you have your shield tucked under you uh, and you have just been kind of flipping through the pages as you do so uh, bathing yourself in the light of the full moon um, and after about an hour hour and a half uh, that's when you're finally able to get some sleep mostly because you were involved in the story itself uh, and also because Gwen was being a little rambunctious down the hallway so sleep and meditation was kind of interrupted in a really not as great way. Uh, but you you end up finding uh, finding your peace. And when you close your eyes, uh, you still aren't in 100% control of the visions that your meditation gives you. Uh, as your elvish background allows you to of call back to pre a, a previous life or previous lives uh which from what you've experienced is is typically just other shattered kai uh you've never experienced what it would be like to be a wood elf or a high elf or an eladrin or anything like that as far as you know uh the only dreams that you are able to to meditate on are part of your life as a as a shattered kai and even then, this is also a very new development uh, as before you would try and sleep, as that is kind of what you were forced to do as, as a kid. Um, you, were, you were told to try and be more normal uh, and, and more your backstory, your, your life of what it was and what it was previously was sort of just pushed and, and compartmentalized into into how it was at the temple and so you've only really lear learned recently how to meditate uh and that was that was partially due to prescott as even though he was kind of a jerk uh he still taught you about your elven heritage for the for the week or so that you guys were together uh and so during this time you close your eyes and you find yourself standing on top of a plateau. Uh, you look up and you don't see any you don't see any clouds in the sky. It's just completely rich and full of stars. You don't hear any ocean crashing. You don't hear any wind rushing over it uh, or anything like that. You hear crickets off in the background and and you get the sense that you aren't necessarily dreaming. You aren't necessarily focusing on a past life, but you're focusing on your own, which is weird because you've never been to this plateau. You've never experienced this 
feeling, but you can still feel yourself there. And as you, as you pull yourself into that meditative focus, you bring your head up and you can see that there is an illuminated figure standing next to you. Uh, and this figure doesn't have any set, uh, set form to it in that it has very defined, like a defined jawline and a, and a hook nose and all of this other stuff with it. It's more of just like this glowing entity. Um, and it, it stands next to you and you, you feel very calmed by its presence and it motions with its hand in front of you. And as you bring your eyes up, you see that there is just this large blue double door. Um, and uh, it, again, just sort of beckons you towards the door. Uh, we'll take a step forward. Okay. Uh, so you begin making several steps forward. Uh, and as you do, it seems like for every one step forward that you take, the door is also taking a step forward. So your distance is just being covered twice as quickly as you would think. And looking behind you, you can see where there is just a trail of feathers behind you. Just these deep black feathers. Um, almost as black as your hair. And that's all that you can really... That's all that you're really getting from that. Like, you've had other dreams and meditations where you've been followed by feathers before. But this isn't really much different. And when you get to this set of double doors you see that there is what looks like a handprint and then a missing key and reaching into your bag uh almost instinctively you pull out uh what looks like uh five different fingers on a necklace and then a key and you put the fingers that were on the necklace into the handprint and you turn the key and it opens up in front of you and you can just see that there is just shelves of books as far as your eye can see and it kind of fills your vision and the room swallows you rather than you having to step into it it seems as if this library is allowing you to enter into it uh and i'd like for you to make a perception check okay. uh 17 okay 19 sorry so with your 19, you take several steps forward and your vision, again, is just completely encapsulated by these books and these various tomes. And they look, some look new, some look old, some look worn. Others look like they weren't, maybe weren't put on the right way, uh, that their binding wasn't necessarily put on right, but it still sets in, in a way that is comfortable. And as you get to the middle of this room, you just kind of spinning look around until your eyes focus on the ceiling above you. And on this ceiling, you can see that there is the outline of six individual stars and then two eyes that just sort of blink open and look down at you. And you feel this wave of warmth wash over you. And then you wake up from your meditation. Right before that, Caitlin just like, hi. And then he wakes up. And that's that flash of warmth that just kind of goes through you. And then you wake up, still holding your shield. But you're on a different page than you remember being at. Uh, Spoilers! 
close yep. the book. <laughs> yeah, so you quickly close up the the book with its spoilers and you set uh and you set your bookmark, the appropriate bookmark into into the tome that you're reading. And your four hours have passed. Uh Corey, you your meditation doesn't uh it's it's still more dealing with uh with kind of happier events of your past uh again still kind of dwelling on that bard but then also being a kid uh and remembering the first sword that your mother ever gave you you remember the first pair of boots that your dad made for you uh rather than being uh the standard fashion of the feywild on a kick he decided that he was going to get into cobblery. If that is the right term, I'm going to assume that it is. Uh, in the Feywild, cobblery is how you make shoes. Uh, but he he made them for you. Uh, and these are actually still the boots that you wear today. He made them in such a way that you would never have to outgrow them, regardless of how large you got. Uh, and that was his that was his dad's gift to his daughter, was shoes that will always fit perfectly. And you're, you're kind of just reminiscing on that time uh, as looking at the, looking at them at the canary in the, in the actual, uh, in the lamp uh, that re that does remind you of your dad. And you kind of use that as a focus to remember those good times uh, that you had as a kid. Very nice. Yes. Right, so you all make it through the evening uh, through a sense of utter peace, uh, except Caelan, who kind of just wakes up feeling disoriented and looking at a page he doesn't remember. Uh, but you have all found yourselves uh, fully rested at max HP with all of your spell slots back and in the readies. And I think at that is where we will also take our first break of the evening. So thank you to everyone who stuck by uh, this whole time. Uh, it, it, really does, it really does mean a lot. We're very close to 100 followers on Twitch. We're at 90, which is good, I would assume. Uh, so three weeks, 90, what? Yeah, so if you, if you want to, press the follow button. If not, I still hope you come back next week. And I hope that you come back in about 10 to 15 minutes because that is when we will be back to continue this adventure. So thank you all for standing by and we shall see you guys soon. All right. So hello, everybody. Welcome back to part two of the stream. In a way, this makes sense uh, for viewing purposes. So it was totally intentional that I would accidentally end the stream and then start it back up again at the break, because I'm a smart, smarty man. And in no way of a, 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 a poo brain. Nope. What the cat nope. said. She's very loud and just wanting to get in on this. But I'm sure you guys are all wanting to get back in on this as well. Uh, so let us begin where we picked up uh, or where we dropped off last time, which was... All of our party members were asleep. And some of you had dreams, others uh, did not, but instead meditated on uh, different things that you were curious about. So, 
Uh, you have awoken in the morning. Your hit points restored, your spell slots recovered, and your hit dice half full, because apparently them's the rules. Uh, so, welcome to uh, Post New Dawn, where you guys have successfully made it uh, to the next day. And I don't know, Calum, did you want to go down early? Because you know Corey only also sleeps four hours, or are you kind of a little scarred from the talks with Cor uh, about Coralon yesterday? Um, you know, he'll try his luck today. Okay. So yeah, you go downstairs, and Corey, you are also exiting your trance, uh, and you see Calum coming down, uh, coming down the stairs, eating from his plate of vegetables. Morning. Yep, good morning. Hi. Hi, Cat. Looks like sunrise is a little far away, but you know, morning enough. She's like already gotten up and like made herself some tea. He'll sit across from her, like just quietly thunk the plate of vegetables, and then sit down. This is the same plate of veggies from last night. Yeah, you didn't eat it. <laughs> He just fell asleep. Well, he tranced, and then he was like, I'm kind of hungry now. Breakfast is last night's leftovers. That's how you do. Only instead of pizza, it's vegetables. Vegetables. Um, so it occurs to me, um, I, I never really explained the whole um, cultural significance of young Fae like us sharing our trances with one another. Um, and I kind of pressured you into it, and you seemed really uncomfortable. Um, I, I, I feel like we should start over. Uh, it's, it's very, it is culturally important for people our age to share our trances with one another because when we become full elf adults we will no longer have trances from our previous lives it's called the drawing of the veil and um it's just it's very important for us to share our trances with one another so that we can you know derive wisdom um we're, we're discouraged to share these things with adults um and there just aren't very many fey children around so i got a little excited when i met you and i uh, apologize if i made you uncomfortable apology accepted now um so question about trancing uh so i just got into it sounds like a drug when you put it that way my upbringings have been less than stellar and well i've been just taught how to do the trance thing, and it's kind of weird because I can't remember anything about my past lives. Oh. Um, that, w once again, that might be a Shadar Kai thing that I'm not familiar with, but um, normally we have trances related to our previous lives um, interspersed with memories from our current lives uh but later we'll no longer have those so 
I really wouldn't be able to give you any sort of counsel regarding it without knowing exactly what you see. Feathers. A lot of feathers. I think I was a bird in my past life. That's not as far-fetched as you might think. Give me one moment. Make a religion check when he mentions that he dreams of feathers, knowing uh, what the Shadarchai are. Alright. Not great. Um, five. A flat five. Yeah, man, he totally might have been a bird in the last life. Yeah. That seems like a pretty solid... <laughs> Pretty solid point of order with you most, and your dear friend Kale. Most likely a bird, yes. It would explain why I'm so bird brain. Ha <laughs> 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 oh, ha. You do go on. Um, do you do you mind hearing about my trance last night? Uh, he settles down. Uh, sure, go go for it. All right. Um, it seems that my previous life, who was a bard, um, it seems that he lived to be pretty old um, as I, I saw him interacting with some of his great-great-grandchildren last night. He was playing a song for them. I, I can never actually remember any of his songs and it's frustrating me to no end. Almost every night I hear a song, and I can't remember it. Well, do you remember your past life's name? Maybe you could look it up? Oh, hadn't considered that. Next time I'll try and find out what his name was. Would you like some tea? Sure. Uh, Carrot stick? Hmm? Carrot stick? Oh, no, no, thank you. I'm fine. Um, she'll share tea with him until everybody else comes back. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where, like, there isn't really, again, so much of a night person as Fang just sort of, like, sits on a chair downstairs and hopes nobody comes in for him to be bothered by. Uh, but you guys aren't, uh, aren't being loud and rambunctious or anything like that this morning, so he ends up getting his full eight hours as well. Uh, and you get tea, and then, uh, you see light start, uh, kind of coming in from outside. Uh, it seems very faint because of the heavy cover that the squeeze offers for this part of the town. Uh, but there still is a little bit of natural light that comes in. And you can see Huddle kind of comes out from the from the back of the kitchen and waves at the two of you, and then he adds a little bit more oil to each of the lamps uh, that are inside of the of the tavern, so that way they can continue burning through the day, uh, as there just isn't enough natural light for this place to get much of anything. Uh, it's very it, it. This bar is very much one of those. You're pretty sure it's like a. Le it's between. 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. at all times of day. Like, there is no real distinction about time differential. Uh, but so Huddle does uh, does his mid-morning preparations, and you can smell breakfast getting made. Uh, and he 
brings out a, a tray of bacon as well, uh, as was customary yesterday, uh, as well as uh, fresh vegetables for Calum and more uh, more assorted meats for Corey. Uh, and Gwen and Blake, that is what you guys wake up to, is breakfast being served downstairs uh, as the faint smells of both uh, freshly made meats and coffee are kind of entering into your nostrils. As I come downstairs and, like, meet up with everyone, I'm just going to say, um, yeah, sorry if it was kind of loud last night. Um, honestly, that wasn't even me. Yeah, um, I didn't know you were religious, Gwen. Something about missionary? Or missionaries? Uh, so when a man and a woman... Blake! <laughs> Hi! Good morning! Hi. How was, how was your night? Who's? Um, I, I, I was uh, talking to Caleb. Since he... It was okay. Past the evangelisms of last night I guess you could say that guy really knows how to yell I know I'm sorry okay <laughs> really <laughs> actually sorry <laughs> and you thought D&D &D was about escapism <laughs> <laughs> oh, womp, I just shovel some bacon same coffee Lots of coffee. Though I don't probably don't have much of a hangover this morning. I didn't do heavy drinking. No. And there was there was enough physical activity before going to sleep as well that you it kinda evens out. I do everything, man. <laughs> um Gwen. Um yeah. I, I'm I'm sorry if I was curt last night. Um Oh, no, I mean that's cool. I know you're kind of like the strong, silent type. Are, are, are we apologizing about that? I, I, I'm sorry too, Gwen. Um, I am not looking to do that right now. I'm oh. a, a little distracted with my work. Oh, that's cool. It's, a, it's your body, man. <laughs> I've never met another dragonborn oh wait really what and i oh well it's it's good that you didn't go for it because i'm pretty sure it was a dude unless you're into that and then you missed out <laughs> so yeah so like what do you mean you never why? What? Didn't you have like a clan and stuff? Don't they have clans? Tribes? I think so. But not you? Just came into existence. Do I mean, I'm, I'm sure not. Do you like eggs? Where do you come from, Blake? Do I lay eggs? Okay, well, I don't lay okay. eggs. Side of order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't lay eggs. <laughs> Not getting into that part. 
of this fantasy setting. As much as the first hour and a half would lead you to believe. Uh, no. Uh, so, Dragonborn do come from eggs. As, as far as you know, you are also egg baby. That makes sense as far, like, as much as you were told. Uh, yeah. You you can't, you, like, it's not a mammalian birth. Mm. Uh, someone else asked a question. What was that? Oh. <laughs> um, LB and I were joking and saying, can we make nature checks? <laughs> yeah, you guys can also make nature checks if you want I, to. You know, I will pass on this knowledge check. Thank you. <laughs> I'm better off not knowing as a player. Uh, no, I, I meant uh, someone else asked Blake the question. Oh, where do you come from, Blake? Not sure. I mean, well, like, I met you on the road after I manifested from the Feywild. Right. Where were you before that? Uh, with my order. With your order. All right. All right. That's that's something, at least. That doesn't mean your... anything. <laughs> who are they? I mean, who, who are your order? Where are they from? Is it like a tribe? Uh, sort of, I guess. Uh, a bunch of humans. Oh. Mm -hmm. Boring. One non-human. Honestly, there was two non-humans, including yourself. But mm. so, bunch of humans. Yeah, bunch of humans. Same. They taught you how to fight and stuff. Yeah. Did they give you your name? Did they make you feel oppressed? Very. What? Long drink of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Just, you don't have to say anything. Just nod if yes. Do we need to go kill them? Oh, okay. Or just, you know. Thought I put it out there. That's an option. What's an option? Uh, killing his whole family. Okay, oh, coming oh. back into this conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have left. You were thinking about your meditation for like a hot minute. Whose family are we killing? What? <laughs> no, no one's family. We're not killing anyone. No, no. We might... When? We're not killing anyone. Although we might be killing a family of fishermen today. Well, why can't we talk to the fishermen? We could do that too. We can try. The fish men or the fishermen? Or the, the fish, fish people, we don't assume. <laughs> assuming we're not assuming the fishermen. Alright. <laughs> I just I just don't want to go in there like guns blazing <laughs> just murdering the wrong people. So What's a that gun? has happened before. Right, right, right. Okay, we'll make sure we're all this all on the same page here. Right. We'll go and we'll talk to the fishermen, and then we'll talk to the fish men. Right. Fish people. Right. And if they don't want to talk, then we can commence with the killing. Are we all on the same page here? Alright, how long- If the fishermen don't want to talk, we kill them. No! Alright, I'm confused but maybe. now. <laughs> Someone just give me a signal when I'm supposed to start hitting things, alright? We need, like, a code word. How about whenever I light my crossbow on fire? That's when you 
hurt things. Solid Q. That's, that's Solid pretty Q. good. Fine. Actually. I'm okay with this. I was gonna go with Rosebud, but yeah, fine. Why? I don't know. It just seemed practical. Rosebud was the sled. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm getting. Nothing. I thought you avoided your spoilers. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, you so we're one. going. What we have to go to the docks or something? I mean, you have the contract. Yeah, oh, Blake. Uh, get, Blake had given you the contract the night oh, previously. Yeah. Oh my. Oh yeah. Um. It's not in the pocket you put it in. Shit. I have a coat with a hundred pockets, guys. <laughs> um. It's okay. We've got time. <laughs> You know, this pocket's sticky. Starts going through your mnemonic devices to yeah. remember what pocket you got you put what in. Uh and at that point Fang comes over and, and sits down with you guys. So uh help help out that dirt bag Stan. Figure what his out. Him? No, you I mean like did you did you figure it out? I assume you're all here. Uh no new faces, so uh kind of assuming overall process yes. one and done. I feel like I learned a lot as well. <laughs> yep. One and done. Gross. <laughs> now, uh so so what's what's on your what's on your guys' agenda? I mean, like honestly, I feel bad for being kind of invasive with the small talk, but you're the only ones in the bar. Because I, I said that you guys could have all the rooms. What? I, I do want your input on this as a previous adventure. Oh, yeah, no, totally. Uh, what's up? Uh, fishmen. Not fishermen. Ooh, but... okay. Yeah, what about them? Men. Um... Might have to go and get in a scuffle with some. Okay. Ever, ever heard of? I did my I did a lot of adventuring uh, along the coastal regions, so I actually have heard a decent amount about fish people, mm-hmm. not fish men, fish women, fish things. Right. More than fish than person. There's a lot of varieties in the ocean. Look, it's a breeding ground for whatever the fuck just goes on in there. I don't ask questions, I just stopped it. Okay. Thank you, yes. He has the right idea about this general thing. Now, what is it? What? You guys took quests off the board, right? Mm-hmm. All right, uh... What is it? Fishmen must pay? Is that what's been underlined a bunch? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I put that one up. I put that oh, one wait, up a while wait. ago. Aha! Oh. No. Uh. <laughs> you see, that one is a late bill payment that you oh. forgot about until just now. <laughs> oh. Good. Not the direction I was going, but that's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you can't hear her, my cat is being very honorary. 
What is it? What is a cat? Hey! Hey, you nerd. I love you too. Any whoms. So, uh... So yeah, you guys are, um... Fishmen must pay, Carrie. Uh, probably not merfolk. They seem pretty nice. Uh, as a whole. Like, blanket statement from my experience. People from top up. Fish from bottom down. You ever thought of a mermaid? That's your merfolk. Alright. Uh, then there's the really pissed off ones. Called marrow. Kind of like the bones that they like to suck on. Alright. I'm a shaky Ben. Anyways, so there's a few other... There's a few other uh, fish people. There's uh, There's sea elves. You ever seen those? Haven't seen them, but heard a lot about them. Alright. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they, they look like you and, uh, and Caleb. But they they swim. They got the the finny hands. Breathe wow. underwater, that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, I feel like you don't really know a what? lot about what we're talking about, and you're just kind of <laughs> talking about what you want to talk about. And like, I appreciate your input, but we're on a schedule here. All right. Nope. That's. That's totally fine. Uh, I was Unless more... Unless you can, like, get to the point of the situation. I was more just kind of filling you in as to what you could expect from undersea ventures. Uh, or above sea ventures. I was a sailor. You know, his anchor outside, anchor and ship. That whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah, that was... I mean, that was what I was going for on this. So, as a principal... I know my way around some maritime foes. You want to come with us? No. I got oh. a bar to run. That's, uh, that's part of the perks of being a retired adventurer, is that I can just say I have a bar to run, and y'all can fuck off. I don't really... I Like, I care about you guys. But if even one of you goes missing, then a room opens up that I can rent out. Because you all got like six days left on your lifetime subscription to the Zesty Anchor. Right. Speaking of which, we should probably go and earn some money so that we can, you know, afford to stay here. Reasonable rates. I do a monthly policy. It's going to be cheaper if you rent by the month rather than just renting day by day. I already have a house. Well, why the fuck are you staying at my Dude. bar? I, <laughs> I live in this town. I know. <laughs> I know you do. I just wanted to be close to my friends. Well, I'm glad. Do you... Speaking of which, you guys seem... Uh, you know, for only knowing yourself so much as you have, I'm guessing, 20, 18 hours, tops, not even two days, no, 27 hours, because you guys stayed the night at my bar twice, so at least a full day of rest. You guys got like a name yet? 
or you just workshopping it until you find something that that sort of sticks. It's much easier to pay out an adventuring company than it is for individual adventurers. As somebody who has accepted money as multiple adventurers, single adventurers, and an adventuring company. I mean, you don't have any suggestions, do you? No, because I don't think the Zesty Boys is going to be exactly appropriate for you guys. That was the that was the band that my brothers and I had. Oh, I see. All right. Well, um, it's it's time to go and um, make some fishermen pay. Uh, we'll see you later, Zest. Workshop. We'll workshop it. Team Workshop. I like it. Yeah. No. You know, at this no. point, it's probably gonna stick, and we're gonna be team workshop for the rest of our lives. <laughs> team workshop. Alright, we're, we're gonna bail out. Okay. We do that. Uh, so, who has the contract currently? I do. Gwen. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Make a. So, you just pulled it out, you found it. Okay. It was in the 97th pocket you checked. Course. Good, good, good. As I feel as like is always. They're really tiny. Or are they like very much so? Mini, mini like pockets of holding. No, okay. they're they're tiny pockets. Like you fold everything up until it is very thin, and then just stick it. Fair enough. Uh, oh. there's a lot of rocks in there, from your time spent uh being a nomad. There are a lot of. But they're, they're, I mean, they're sentimental rocks. Yeah. So you're yeah, not just going to get rid of them. Are. They're also sedimental rocks. Hey, except the few that are, are metamorphic. Let's not be, let's not be judgmental here. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't oh, he have man. been an award-winning geologist? I know more about that one. <laughs> Wait till the next town. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that like an award-winning whatever in every single town? Only, a lot of hey, guilds. it's gonna be a dwarf next time because it's gonna be a geologist. He knows wow. what. Racist. Ah. It's a tiefling <laughs> who likes brimstone. <laughs> wow. Almost equally as racist, but. <laughs> so, uh, make a perception check on the contract again. Okay. Oh. 14. All right, so with your 14, you know that the job listing specifies a a designated area to look for this guy mm -hmm. uh, outside of town. So you aren't necessarily going to be going from door to door to door right. within Shroudport, but you actually need to exit the city. Okay. All right, team. I know where we're going. Follow a me. Lead the way. Always. All right. Make a survival check with advantage because you know the city. Oh, that's pretty good. Survival. Oh, it's a nat 20! Womp, 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 womp. I know where that is. So 22 total. Nice. All right, so with your 22, you actually remember different cause, like different little uh, pathways that you can take that are more towards somebody your size. Uh, but it's one of those things where when you explain to your friends, like, it's really not that bad. You just got to move this box and then you got to do this thing. Like there's like a two-step process for every shortcut that you take them to. 
but you still managed to lead them out of the city in a in a quicker fashion than would be uh would be the way out otherwise mm-hmm. and it takes roughly three hours to get out of the city where after about three hours you would have been at like Makat's place uh mm-hmm. so you just kind of straight shot your way all the way up to the top of the cliffside that Shroudport has been built into and walking through the main gates you can see that there are just the standard slew of guards they don't really seem to be trying uh one way or the other to harass anybody uh mm-hmm. but you see like a few people like bringing goods into town that when the guards tell them what the tariff is they roll their eyes and like get kind of upset with the guards and the guards are like i I am legitimately just following policy. I'm not, like, this isn't a specific to you thing. I swear to the gods, I will I will charge the next person the same equal amount of tariffs. And you still see people coming through being like, I want to speak to your manager! Like, it's very much like, they're just being unreasonable customer service associates, even though their official title is guard. Yeah. And so when you guys walk by, uh they they sort of look at you and just uh Do I know that either of them? Uh roll a history check. So bad at history. That's a two. I rolled a two. I brought okay. a negative one. <laughs> uh, you know if you know at least one of the guards, uh and he and and that guard was neither of these two. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're you're more used to the guards towards the docks area that have come to like pull you off of a mashed face of somebody who who was talking shit. Uh, but these guards that high up, like these guys, probably work in half half the time in the Overlook district and the other half of the time in the actual. Uh, guard structure as a whole so they just sort of wave you on and one of them in kind of a in kind of a beaten and berating voice just be sure to tell your friends and come on back you hear and you just like oh. <laughs> like like i do not get paid enough to say the things that i say but at least I have a house. And, like, that's kind of, like, the overall feeling that you're getting from this guy as you guys exit uh, exit the Shroud Port. And when you do, you pass by the city walls. Uh, Gwen, you haven't really spent... Like, after you arrived, you didn't really spend a whole lot of time on the outside of Shroud Port itself, mainly because there wasn't really a reason to. Uh the majority of resources that you would be able to get uh and the the kind of the kind of like clothing or place that you needed to stay or really anything was found within the town itself so there wasn't ever a reason to leave but upon getting to this point you realize your calves and your thighs feel so much better not walking on content on consistently uneven ground. You've basically been on nonstop leg day for a year. And now you finally get that just like even ground where it's like the absence of pain that you didn't even know that you had uh-huh, uh-huh. is just setting in. It's like, oh, sweet. 
Uh, sweet Tempest. This is great. Like, uh, and the rest of you guys as well, uh, Calum, you arrive, uh, and this is very similar to how it was several days ago when you showed up. Uh, the, the sky above you is very thick with these gray clouds, uh, that seem to just sort of be withholding rain. Um, and the, you can see the ocean, you get that, that scent of sea spray, even this far up, which is about 400, 500 feet from direct bottom, uh, to the lowest point in Shroudport. But you just get that very rich smell, uh, as well as just that open plain sweet breeze, uh, that comes by from, uh, from the grasses and from the wild plants that are growing throughout, um, and Blake and Corey, this is very reminiscent to when you guys first arrived in Shroudport, uh, also two days ago. You had met, uh, Blake, you had left about a week ago, week and a half ago from your Hunter's Conclave. Uh, and on that time, that is when you met your your newfound friend, Corey, who has seemed to attach herself uh, very vehemently to, very vehemently towards you. Uh, and is making sure to not uh, to not kind of lose uh, that sense of of companionship with you, in more of that it is they're alone in this plane, and from your understanding, they're alone in this plane. Like they're alone in this plane, and until you met other dragonborn, you kind of also thought that you were alone in this as well but it's now the four of you standing at the top of shroudport looking back and you can see this large this very large steep city uh just kind of in your rear view as you set out uh into the into the lower plains of the continent Uh, and Gwen, based on the direction that you were given from your map, you know that the small fishing village that this contract was uh, that this contract was given from is to the right, uh, and will be there about a half mile, quarter mile, or uh, three quarters mile away from town. And you can kind of see that there is just this small little hovel from where you guys are, as it seems that this is a high point on the land itself that kind of slopes down mm -hmm. uh towards just this nestled little fishing village all right this way duders i kind of like run my hands through the grass i'm assuming it's kind of tall yeah so uh it is it's about waist high on you so for everybody else it's around shin upper calf high depending on how tall you are i know with blake it's it's closer to knee like it's not <laughs> You're you're a very tall person. Mm -hmm. Uh so yeah. Uh that is what you have found yourself on is just these these very tall and they're they're wiry plants that almost feel sticky when you touch them, but you're assuming that's part of the uh part of the ocean environment that sort of gives them that mm -hmm. uh that tactness. Mm. Kinda miss this guys. I think I've been in one place too long. Hmm. I don't I, know if I can relate to that. Well, I definitely can. Damn. Let's do this, bitches. And I. Is that her tuning? 
<laughs> bitches. When With a Z, so you know it's at least cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <clears throat> All right. I will lead them to the fishing village. Okay, and when... It doesn't take very long. It takes maybe, like, 20 <clears throat> minutes to get outside of this town to this small little group of fishing shacks that Gwen has called a village. But, I mean... Blake, through your travels, you've seen, like, even from being in a stationary hunters group, you have seen larger villages. This is, this is very much just like a collection of huts of people who didn't want to live within the city walls. Like, tighten my hood just a little bit. Okay. And your horns are still just like, yeah. kind of poking out. Yeah. It might rip just a little bit more. Mm. Yeah. Is this noticeable? A noticeable thing he does? Make a perception check. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're also like, you. I'd have to like look up to see. Unless, unless, uh, Cyril, if you wanted to purposefully fail this, uh, this sleight of hand roll to to quickly protective gear yourself, I'll fail. Okay. Cool. Uh, to vengeance, that is one of our house rules. You can choose to fail a roll against another player. I, that's up to you guys. If it's for role play purposes, go for it. Fail all the rolls. Okay. Sweet. All right. I don't say anything, but I have noticed. Okay. I will remember. <laughs> we will remember this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Calum, you notice this as well. And Corey, you notice that this is similar behavior to how uh, Blake has responded going up to various people along the road, as well as his general uh, demeanor when you guys entered Shroudport as a city. Okay. Uh, Corey will just kind of like put a hand on him and smile up at him. Just, you know, the same way that she always has. Like, ever since they first met and, like, wasn't terrified of the gigantic, you know, lizard Grim Reaper. Um, and just kind of encourages him as best as she can. Um, and then I guess we're going to try and find the guy who put out this order. What, what do we just, like wander around and ask people about it there's only four houses it's gonna be that oh. yes there's you know four they're not really even houses they're just sort of long halls that have sort of been like designated off per family mm -hmm. right yeah I, well, well i guess we'll just start at one end of the of, of the street and head down mm -hmm. okay coriander will definitely like head you know like face for everything just you mm -hmm. know like literally for every house introduce herself and the rest of the party uh and then finally get to what they're there about and it's the fishman job okay make an investigation check all right gwen will wander <laughs> meander about yeah. i don't like seven. people that much flat seven okay so seven uh gwen I am going to have you be uh, giving, I'm going to have you be helping Corey through okay. your meandering, just sort of like, not necessarily giving the formal like, knock, knock, knock. 
Uh-huh. Hello. Yes, my name is Coriander. We're here for a specific mission, but more of like the cop on the street kind of thing where you're just like, hey, notice anything weird with fucking fish people lately? <laughs> like, I'm here to kill fish people. Where are they? Very much giving the beat cop response yeah. uh, to to your to the goings on. So, uh, Corey, you can roll investigation with advantage unless you would like to have Gwen roll solitary with airs and you still fail. I will, I'll go ahead and fail. Gwen knows her way around here. Okay, Coriander's just taking way too long. I rolled a 10. All right, so with a 10, you guys search around for... I mean, it's not that large of a village, but you still somehow <laughs> spent close to an hour of time just talking to different fish people because you're like, hey, I'm having problems with fishmen. And one response is like, aren't we all? <laughs> <sighs> and like, it's like a very deep sigh where you're just like, okay. And where? Continue. <laughs> The story and the like they're just kind of being generally both unhelpful or overtly helpful where they're saying like, ah, yes, fish problems. My my older brother. Well, he was a sailor and he said that he experienced fish problems while going out and doing this. And my father, well, he was also on a boat and he he always told a great story about fish people. Do you want me to tell it to you? And it's like, no, that's okay. (laughs) And you're doing your best. Everybody's shaking their head, but Coriander's like, yes, please go on. (laughs) And that's that's kind of where your seven plays in is that you more got distracted by somebody's fish story. Where they were saying basically that uh, there are there are fish people in the ocean that seem to have this weird power where they can call sharks to them, and you're not really sure if that's like, all right, is this the fish people that we're going for? Or is this like, oh, I was dehydrated in the middle of the ocean five years ago, and I thought that a little fish person could summon sharks to them? Uh, you're not really sure. Uh, where that has landed you. Uh, Gwen, with your 10, uh, you start hearing these same stories. And it's very much a, like, you put your hand and just go like, bop, bop, bop. I don't care. I, I just don't care. I'm here for a job. And you, you through your means, uh, as you are not getting hung up on different people's stories about fishmen, uh, end up finding a a uh, a human man with his son uh, who appears to be a half elf, and uh, they are actually pulling their boat in uh, for the morning, uh, and they they uh, they actually cough up to it that yes they are the ones uh, that put in uh, put in the request for help, and the and the dad like crosses his arms. And you can tell that he's kind of a portly fellow. He's a little bit shorter. He he has an unkempt uh, five o'clock shadow going on, whereas the 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 boy, who is a half elf, uh, has fairer features, and you can tell that like a little bit of stubble is growing out, uh, but not a whole lot as compared to uh, to this father figure. Oh, thank God. All right, we're here to take care of business, so point us in the direction of the fish people, and we shall murderate them. 
or if they don't talk to us, I guess. I was I wasn't really clear on the plan. Well, I mean, the plan is to go and 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 take whatever weapons you can. Yeah. And drive them into the fish people's skull. Cause fuck them, they've ruined my boats too many times. Uh-huh. Not having it. Not having it. Not anymore after this last one. Nope, nope, no, 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 no. Nope. What and, was the pay on this? Uh, you remember that the pay was 75 gold upon acceptance and then 75 gold upon completion. This guy's rolling. Um, all right. Which, make so... an insight check. Yeah. That seems odd for a very small fish town. It does indeed. Insight would be three. <laughs> man, fishing must be going great Lucrative, right now. Man. Lucrative, man. <laughs> Lucrative. <laughs> Alright, cool. So, um, where are you? I mean, I just... Mm, mm. Uh, are we like, this isn't like a genocide type thing. This is just a, you know, scare them away from one spot. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, and the half elf tries to, tries to speak up and the, and the dad just sort of like pats his back and he's just like, that's right, boy. Uh, yeah, no, they, uh, you know, they, they've been attacking us. Mm -hmm. They've been raiding our ships. Taking all of the fish that we've been that we've been properly and legally taken care of. I like the way he accentuated that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, can I incite that? Uh, <laughs> you would be able to, but you are currently in the middle of another person being like, "Oh, why?" So that's why <laughs> so you funny. can't fish using other fish's bait. It just doesn't work. And like, sharks, you man. go on. I'm, en I'm enraptured. Can I inside check that? Uh, yes, you can. Uh, okay. 18. Yeah, so you get the assumption that maybe this guy isn't just a fisher uh, based on uh, the way that he accentuated legally bringing in fish as well as the fact that he is paying out a, a pretty hefty amount of gold for even just accepting his quest huh. hey Corey hmm? Wait, oh, found the dude that's okay you, you just very sorry got to go do adventuring bye do come back for dinner and like a, a person just sort of like waves you on oh so sweet what, what's going on Blake stop sulking <laughs> He very silently walks up. <laughs> this is... He just appears from the other side of the screen. <laughs> it's uh, there's not even like a walk animation. It's just that steady glide over <laughs> in the background, like you're kind of like darkened out. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is the duder who put out the letter for the fish people killing. Oh, yep. excellent. Talking uh, to. Talking where, to. Where to then? Yeah. Well, a uh, little bit north uh, of this place is mm -hmm. uh, Echo Shore Cave. Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, so a little bit of backstory about what we do. Uh, me and my son, we go out fishing. Ha <laughs> ha! Yes, fishing. Uh, isn't that right, boy? And the and his son is just. We go fishing. 
just nods. Exactly what the boy said. So we go fishing, uh, and as we were on our way back to the shore, uh, some 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 of these fucking fishmen decided uh, that they were gonna come up, looking mighty. Uh, hmm, what is the proper way of describing this? Uh, to one such as yourself and this one that doesn't make it sound uh, sort of racist. And when he says this one, he points at Calum and he just... So, the ones that uh, uh, look like you and you and your mum, and he points towards the sun and his son just like rolls his eyes a little bit. Well, uh, they decided that they were going to come up from the sea and make all sorts of promises about, uh, about giving me a fortune and, and making sure that uh, I was all taken care of. Next thing I know, my ship capsizes and there's holes in the bottom and I lose my whole, uh, I lose my whole, f my shipment of fish. Oh. Oh. So I try again try again a couple times uh same thing same people come up from the bottom and the the boy just maybe if you didn't always say yes to their request that's enough boy look there's a difference when we're talking to a beautiful lady of the sea between talking with a beautiful lady of the land that's just one of the things that you need to really understand with he doesn't get it. It's fine. He's still pretty young. He's got the space scribbles, but ah, he's still young. And the boy just quietly, like, just eyeing his dad. Dad. As much as you can tell. Uh, just So, I decided enough of this. I will pay you today take care of me fish problem so what do you agree to do something with them no no oh. i did not and the boy just i mean you said that you would give them some coin oh, i said i would give them some coin on land and they didn't come to land they sank me boat are these like like mer, like like how what percentage of fish are we talking here? About five percent fish. Oh. All things considered, they got the they got the things on their hands. They got the mm. things on their necks. Mm. They can swim. That's five percent fish enough for you. I I, I don't know if five percent is quite enough to warrant calling them fish people, though. Hey, they're fish people. They live in the water. Oh, he's got a point. So thank you. Small one. Apparently, at least three of us, me, the boy, small one included, all have a proper understanding of the situation. No, I don't. That's not accurate. Yeah, um... <laughs> <laughs> understanding of the situation. And he does the like, ba 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 to you. Oh, I am going to smack the fuck out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Make an attack roll. Alright. Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess that's unarmed, right? Go to the battle page. Unarmed strike, plus four. Seventeen. Okay. 
Yeah, so he does the like, ba 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 ba, and you just grab his finger and start bending it backwards <laughs> to where his ba 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 turns into ba 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 ba. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Ooh. There's quite a bit of muscle on this small one. Thank you. Uh. <laughs> All right, I'm going to lean up to my friend. Is he being sketchy? Who are you leaning up to? These two. Or sorry, the three of them. I'm gold. I would be all right if you let me go. Oh, well, I just got to find out if you're being sketchy. Is he being sketchy? I, I think he's all right. I promise this way. All right, cool. I let him go. Oh! I think that we should go and talk to these people and hear what their side of the story is. Uh, but we will come back and report um, and give you a little update on the situation. Uh, it just seems that there's some sort of misunderstanding. Right. I would say there's a misunderstanding. My finger's nearly broken. Uh, just, just ice it. You'll be fine. Ice isn't exactly easy to come by. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> put it under. So you're right by the ocean. Just put it in the ocean. Mm. Just give it a little shake. It'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be You'll fine. do my best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just sort of like you know. walks off, and then the boy just sort of like watches him go. Hello. Hi. I'm Earl. Earl? Earl, yes. Earl. Yeah, okay. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. He's gonna be okay, right? Like you didn't you didn't break his finger. He he does oh, need his hands. There was no snapping, you're good. He okay. can certainly live. And two of us are healers, so if he really needed help, okay. he'd be able to deal with that. You that... said he gave it your you said he something about money. Well, yeah. Fish people. Yes, uh, could you elaborate on that? Yeah, um... Uh, well, we were... We were on a boat. And, and? then, uh... I mean, we, we always... We're always on the boat. Um, either fishing or, or... Or talking to, uh... Some of Dad's friends. Uh... And, uh... Well, well we were... We were on our return trip home and on the return trip home they're they're she's really pretty um but uh, uh which one uh, of us <laughs> um one that looks like those those um those those two and he'll oh. motion towards calum and uh and cory um oh that's a dude hello well he's oh calum is very pretty too it's fine i think he's I think he's fine, and like it, the boy's kind of cheeks rosen a little bit. Go on. Um. Ugh, yeah. Sorry. Uh. Uh. So my my dad. Um. You know he he thought that the uh one of the ones from beneath the water. Uh, he thought that they uh they were you know uh, attractive. Um. To some extent, uh, they they did look awful nice, but I w I was always told, um, you know, Dad gets first claim uh, to to anybody that we meet at sea. 
so I, 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 I didn't really, I didn't really, um, go, yeah. go forward uh -huh. with that. Uh, but, uh, but what, what, what he's saying is true. Um, our boat did get, uh, several holes in it, uh, in, in the bottom after, uh, he said that he would meet them on land. Apparently, uh, the ones in the, in the, in the water don't, don't really like that, uh, a whole lot. As you would assume, uh, from, from aquatic based life. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, did, you said something about money to pay them? Oh, um, yes, they, uh, I... It felt like a threat, um, and in hindsight, uh, it's a little bit of a threat. I mean, they did put holes in our boat when we said uh -huh. no, uh, but these uh, aquatic life forms did tell us that if we didn't pay them, that they would uh, they would sink our ship. And oh. my dad, who you see off on the side, just oh. <laughs> Like just putting his hand back in the ocean spray, uh, well he uh, he likes to think that he's awful smart with his money and he didn't want to pay them uh, anything for a job that we've been doing uh, for quite some time. Mm. Uh, fishing. Yes, fishing. We do fish. Lost you. Yep. Quiet. Oh, I don't. Uh... Yeah, we can't hear you. Oh. Hello. It is I, Fish Dad. Um, <laughs> erupts from the sea. Hello, children. <laughs> it is I, Fish Dad. <laughs> well, um, you know, he, uh, all, all we've really done is, um, that's our job is is fishermen uh that's what dad tells me so that's that is my job is that i fish and i i i provide a proper uh a proper income for our family i it, it sounds to me like these people were you know kind of doing a your money or your life type thing uh only it's in a boat so, piracy? In a way, um, thankfully I knew how to swim. Uh, the first time we went out, um, it was myself, my dad, and Uncle Denny. And we haven't really seen Uncle Denny from the first, uh, from the first sinking. All right, all right. And you haven't seen any of these people on land? No. No. We don't, um... No. Do you have a boat we could borrow? He looks over to the boat that they just dragged up onto the shore. Uh... I suppose that we could... That if you wanted, you could use this one. Uh, my dad's probably going to make you pay at least a small fee in order to use it. Uh, and the, the dad from the ocean is, oh, 15 silver piece. And then he puts his hand back into the ocean. Can you just like, 
I am so sick of hearing him wail. Can you just heal him a little bit, please? One of you. Sure. I'll rummage my pack for, like, some leaves or something. <laughs> okay. Caleb goes stomping out into the ocean. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, and make a medicine check. Fifteen. This guy's belly aching. He's not actually hurt. There's no sprain. He's just trying to cause the scene. You know, I'll, he's like, what was that? I'll take out two gold. Like, hmm. Yeah. So you you pay the boy. Uh, you pay him his money, uh, and he just kind of motions for the motions to the boat. It's yours for the day. Cool. Do you guys know how to sail? Nope. And she hops uh, in. Uh, so Calum, like, just loosely bandages the fingers. Like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Your friend almost tore it right off. Oh, yeah, she's quite strong. Oh, man, Very it. much so. Um, Calum? Hmm? Do you know how to sail a boat? I have a book about it. Well, <laughs> sorry, I know what's happening mechanically here. It's <laughs> so uh, so uh, youngin, uh, young half elf duder. Yeah. If you have any concerns about us wrecking your boat, you could totally come with us. Uh, no. Chaperone. I <laughs> am. I'm oh, gonna take a pass on that. Again. Uh, I'm going to make sure that I have food for the rest of the day, oh. probably the rest of the week. Right. If I make this, if probably I make the portions big enough. Probably would be safer for him to stay here anyhow. Yeah, I'm going to assume that it's. Oh, going to your be... your mic isn't picking you up when you're farther away. From I'm the... I'm going to assume that it's it's probably better for me to be up closer towards the mic when I'm doing this sad boy voice. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I'm 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 just gonna stay back, and you're listening to Indoor Adventure Radio, where <laughs> today we have the Phantom Four, the the oh. Nameless Four. The How's Phantom it going? Four. Yeah, the Phantom. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to pull out the player's handbook and just flip through the pages. <laughs> All right, oh, yeah. <laughs> Is this a rowboat or is this a sailboat? This is a rowboat. Oh, dude, okay. I got this on lock. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, I'm, well, I probably can't reach both of the things, can I? Uh, you can kind of, like, shirk them up closer to you so that way you can reach them. It's just that cool. they, they're meant to go a little bit deeper in the water, but, mm -hmm. I mean, your strength is kind of compensating for that okay. fact. I'm going to sit on my backpack so I have a little bit more height. Okay. All right, duders. Let's launch this boat. Yeah, I'll help push it out. Okay. Brander stands on the front. <laughs> pointing. All right, you're the navigator. The <laughs> I'm the muscle. Someone has to be the captain. I'm nominating Blake. Blake, you're the captain. Okay. Caleb! Yeah? Clean the poop deck! Uh, 
This is a very small boat, and thus it does not have a poop deck, but okay. <laughs> so yeah, you guys push off from the shoreline uh, and set out in this rather small, considering there's four people now in it, uh, rowboat mm -hmm. out to sea, kind of pushing yourself up along the coastline uh, towards where you assume Echo Shore Cave is. Sure, man. We'll figure it out. Yep. So for for purely mechanical reasons, can um this count this this boat trip from from shoreline to destination, can this count as a short rest? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say it will for anyone who is not Gwen. That's fine. That's fine. I don't need to rest. Make a I don't strength care that. check. That's not my character. Gwen. <laughs> who needs to rest? I haven't done anything. That's right. Okay. So, um, whilst, uh, Coriander just kind of, like, stands in a rowboat, which is not a very good thing to do, but she is a very dexterous elfy type elf, and manages to do that without too much trouble. Um, <laughs> uh, as she does that, um, I, I don't know if there, anybody would be paying any sort of attention to this, but, um, like, it might be that, uh, like, one person looks away, and by the time they look back at uh, Coriander, it kind of looks like she's changing color a little bit. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to tell. You know, sun's in your eyes, whatever. But by the time we actually get to our destination, Coriander has a completely different color scheme. Like, uh, she'll, like, kind of turn around and look at the person uh, closest to her, and her skin has just gone paper white and her hair is no longer like the red, vibrant red and yellow um, that it was before, but it's now kind of like a uh, soft pink hue, and she just looks like a pastel monster. You've got a little something on your everything. Hmm? Yeah. What are you talking about? Blake, you also have never seen this out of Corey before. Uh, Corey? Yes, Blake. Uh, you're. Are you feeling all right? Hmm. I'm feeling great. Okay. And she'll just kind of like turn around and wistfully look at the sea. <laughs> the wind blowing her hair. Huh? Yep. I'm just rowing. Yep. Just. <laughs> kind of like head down yeah just rowing wherever yeah. Corey tells you to row mm -hmm. <laughs> uh and you guys row for probably 45 minutes close to an hour uh until i would like for Corey to make a perception check as well as anybody else who is looking out across the boat natural one Woo! can i assist that <laughs> <laughs> yes Am I going to get a point of exhaustion for this? No. Oh. So, Kate Calum is currently, like, holding up a wineskin to, like, Gwen's mouth as she's, like, rowing. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> you know, you know this is where the real power lies. Uh -huh. This uh -huh. is very much a, just keep going. Oh, you yeah. got this. <laughs> Breakfast of champions. Yes. Yeah. All right, does an assist give you advantage? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. And this is perception? Yes. All right, that's 11. Okay. All right, so with your 11, 
you end up uh, seeing just kind of off to the left-hand side, there is an opening in, uh, in, in, in the like cliff sidewall that you guys have kind of been sailing up against. It's more of a, a beach style setting that then recedes up onto a, a standard landmass, as is typical of most beaches. Uh, but upon reaching a specific point, you see the land actually goes up a little bit and you see the entryway to a cave leading into, uh, that kind of just like leads into uh, part of that elevated landmass. And you assume, based on the descriptions that you have been given, that this is uh, that this is wave uh, that this is Echo Shore Cave. Oh, Gwen! What? There it is. Let's go that way. Get which way? Uh, the other way. No, uh, left. I, no, no. I don't know way. how to freaking turn this thing. <laughs> you know it's called starboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually right. <laughs> Or is it wrong? <laughs> hey, um... I'm going to attempt to turn the boat. Okay. Uh, make another strength check. Uh, oh. A strength check, you say? Yes. Hmm. To shreds, you say. Uh, 18. Okay, so with the 18, no problem. You managed to maneuver uh, your raft to lead uh, into the entrance of this cave. And as your boat continues on inward, you can see that on the right-hand side, there is an outcropping of, of sand and rock uh, that would allow for a somewhat land passage into this cave as well, even though it isn't necessarily the most lit of enclosures. Mm -hmm. And the, the waves themselves aren't by any means uh, relentless or reckless. It's very much just a casual lull of these crashing waves that sort of help ease your, ease your boat into, uh, into this cave. And as you approach inside on the left-hand side, once you enter into the opening of this cave, you can see that there is a spot uh, to actually... Uh, park your park your boat up on too, as well as to get off onto a generalized land mass uh, that okay. seems to just sort of formed inside of this cave. And so you bring your boat up, you park off, and the four of you uh, all exit out of this boat onto this land after making sure that the boat has been pulled up, pulled up that it won't fade away. And we are left with uh, Gwen, Calum, Blake, and now a pastel pink coriander uh, all standing in this otherwise darkened cave. And that is where we are going to leave it for this evening. Yay! So thank you all to, uh, to everybody who decided to stick around for this wonderful part one of Discovery as players are not only learning more about themselves, but also more about the surrounding lands. Uh, so, of course, we have our wonderful players. Calum, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey, everybody. I am Justice. You can find me on the Twitters at rjustice282. The same thing here on Twitch, though I barely stream. On my Twitter, I talk about my life and some nerdy stuff, and sometimes I take... Um, spoiler pictures of My Hero Academia, so don't go on my Twitter if you don't want to be spoiled about how fucking savage 
Todoroki is. Todoroki's great. Just no, he's it. so savage, bro. <laughs> he's so savage. Nerd. The new chapter came out, and during break, I was reading it, and I was like, <laughs> Fuck. We know Calum's real inspiration now. <laughs> he's half cold, half hot. <laughs> All right, so next up, Blake, where can we find you? What do you do? Oh, hello. I, I am Cyberwolf1201. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter here at Cyberwolf1201. Uh, where I mostly just post about D and D, Critical Role, and whatever memes come to my mind that day. Um, you can also find me here on Twitch, uh, Cyberwolf Hub One, same same spelling right here, uh, where I play video games badly and talk about lore because that's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, it's a good time. All right, so next up, Gwen, where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, I have a Twitter. And I have been known to tweet sometimes. Yes. It's there. <laughs> Over this last week, uh, you also put out a challenge for I us did. to do monologue stuffs, which was super yeah. fun. I am not typically one for doing challenges, but I wasn't going to let my party do a challenge and then also just sit back and be like, I don't do that, and then walk <laughs> off. Like... <laughs> Peer pressure worked, and I hope you're all happy. Mm -hmm. uh, something I might want to do again, so well, keep, an eye keep your eyes peeled. Yes. So next up, Corey, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, I'm Wings. Um, <laughs> you can. Find, sorry, I got the giggles now. Um, you can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do drawings and stuff. If you want a commission, you can go there. It'll link to my Tumblr, and I've got a commission page there, so you can see that there. And that's it. Good night. Awesome. Uh, and last but not least, I am the Indoor Adventurer. Welcome to my channel, or I guess goodbye from my channel, because this is close to the end of the day. But if you like what you saw here, come back next week. We are going to be continuing this adventure until I get these cats to level 20, because that is what I want to do personally. And I, I, owe it, I feel like I owe it to these amazing role players to actually have them experience a high-level campaign, and I would love to be at the helm of that. Uh, on Wednesdays, I do a show called High Concept. If you would like to come by and check that out, where I play video games for roughly an hour and a half, and then at the end, I make a character uh, for D&D based off of that character. And then on Saturdays, I have uh, Never Winter Night Times, where I was originally going to call it Neverwinter Nights, but then I realized I couldn't get a joke based off of that in a textual medium. So instead, Neverwinter Night Times on Saturdays, uh, where I'm just going to be playing the Neverwinter MMO for whatever it's worth uh, on Saturdays for several hours. It's fun. It's good. It's bad. It's an experience. Come on by and check it out. And hey, you can also play with me and my buddy Nolan, because that's what we do on Saturdays. But uh, that is my schedule for the week. Uh, again, check out these absolutely fantastic role players. All of their Twitter handles are in the description, and I will make sure to include all of their information in the Twitch VODs and stuff. But until next week, uh, for these cats, and next uh, Wednesday, for me, uh, we will see you guys later. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Next Monday. Next Monday. Next Monday. <laughs>